Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, what's up? I hope all is well. This is the Man Fuse Podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, your host, sitting here with my real estate broker co-host, Ben H., a man that knows a lot about a lot. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, we're going to talk about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Why do you think they were so offended by South Park's impersonation of them? Maybe because there's truth in comedy? And while most of the world doesn't agree with how Russia invaded Ukraine. But if you look back at the events, it's kind of hard to deny that they were provoked. Not saying we agree with the war, but don't you think there were plenty of chances for diplomacy? So Prince Harry and Meghan Markle evicted. Kick the fuck out. Bye-bye. You are no longer welcome. Bring in the royal fools. <laughs> the royal fallout. The royal fool. The royal fallout. Prince Harry and Meghan have put out this big documentary called Spare. And, you know, they're basically trashing the royal family, which in Harry's case, the king is his father. Do I believe what Harry, the accusations that Harry has made towards the royal family to be true? Fuck yeah. Of course. They're shady as fuck. Of course. I mean. And they've been covering up shit for fucking hundreds of years. The British monarchy is serious shit. That's way bigger than like the president of the United States or something like that. I mean, you know. I mean? Right. So they got evicted. They had a home. You know, it's a royal cottage. Looks like a damn house that would cost a couple million bucks around here. That was owned by the um, government, right? That was owned by the royal family? It's owned by the royal family. It's the royal frog, I think, it's, what is it called? Frog cottage or something like that? But they live, Harry and Meghan have a house here in the States as well, where they have yeah. set up shop. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. They live in California. They ain't going back to England, not to the royal cottage anyway. So probably their press junket that they have been going on, Harry's book, their interview with Oprah, has had effects on the relationship, however fragile it was. Now that the king is stepping into place, he's like, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to have the disrespect. They, Whether it's warranted or not, they're just not going to deal with it. They're not going to deal with it. They're saying, oh, okay, that's how you want to live your life, and that's these are the things you want to say, then he'll buy evicted. Okay, so this has inspired me. Have you seen the South Park episode that's new? They go in on Prince Harry and it. Meghan Markle. I haven't I'm going to play a few snippets. Okay. Because... You know, South Park, when they make fun of something, yeah. there's normally a level of truth and yeah, irony always, to always. it. So this, I don't have it queued up to the exact point, but this shit is funny. Look at this branding company called Cum Hammer. <laughs> C-U-M Hammer. My friend Kyle here was thinking of reworking his brand a bit, and I told him maybe you could help. Oh, well, sure there, Kyle. Let's just get you to fill out a Cum Hammer survey. <laughs> Go in the back and come up with some options for you. Live from the television studios in Toronto, it's Good Morning, Canada. <laughs> it has been several months now since our beloved queen has died. 
Our Canadians are finding it hard to go on. Our Canadians, that is, except for our first guest, the prince and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want privacy! <laughs> we want privacy! <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here, it's great. <laughs> so let me start with you, sir. You've lived a life with the royal family, you've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, <laughs> <laughs> you see, my wife and I are totally like, you should write a book because your family's like stupid and then so are like journalists. <laughs> so you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. <laughs> we just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving bitch wife actually doesn't want her privacy. Oh. <laughs> My Instagram-loving bitch wife has always wanted her privacy! And you know what else? To hell with Canada! We are leaving! We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people! Come on, wife! We want privacy! We, we want privacy! <laughs> God. We want privacy! <laughs> so true, dude. Is it not? Now they're on a private jet. To come to America. <laughs> And this is where they end up in South Park. Worldwide privacy tour. We want privacy. They're touring the world. Yeah. On TV saying they want privacy. We want privacy. We want privacy. We want privacy. That, that is shit so funny, is dude. fucking funny. I mean, oh how true is that, though? We want to be left alone. It's we want privacy. But we're going to sign a $100 million deal for this book. It's unreal. And then I'm going to go on Oprah and do this interview. It's crazy. And then Meghan Markle's going to be interviewed. And then it's this and that. Now, granted, Harry is the one that has now, I think, is the first one to really step out That's ever right. and call out that family for being and doing what they are. What did, um, was it P. Ruse that we had on here? And we're talking about, you know, how almost evil the royal family and how instrumental they right. have been in back-channel uh, negotiations oh, with dude. Iran. They ruled the world at one point, and a lot of people would say they still do. They portray themselves as, no, we That's don't. Right. There is the prime minister of the UK, and, right. and they're just a... A symbol, but right. no, they got more power than just being a symbol. Yeah, they own a lot of land. They control the media. Yeah. They control the narrative. Yeah. On many things. A lot of stuff. And so, could they be considered evil? By a lot of people, they are considered yeah. evil. But they're also, one person's terrorist is another one's freedom fighter. There is a large part of that population that loves the royal family. Yeah. That will bow down and kiss the feet of the royal family. Yeah. Like, there are people here, and they're not even our king, that love and follow the royal family. British colonization. It's crazy. A lot of people don't agree with it. Bring in the royal fool. It is amazing, though, what they did in the colonization days. Well, yeah, they ruled by force. They'd come and bring their army and they'd fucking try to tax their people. Yeah, I want to send a little PSA out there to any of those Russian, Chinese, would-be coming over here to fuck around. Just look at what happened to the British. Yeah. Just remember <laughs> the Tea Party. 
<laughs> oh, it's going to be worse. If we have another tea party, it's going to be with some fucking AKs and shit. The China thing, literally, we've built the Chinese economy, okay? I mean, everything we use comes from them. China doesn't want to go to war with us. The Russia thing, somebody's going to run out of something. They're going to run out of money. They're going to run out of people. They're going to run out of something. The way that the United States is posturing in that conflict is the scariest thing. I think we've sent $700 billion so far. We are front and center in that conflict and have been, honestly, for a while. And probably even more than we know. There's two sides to every coin, right? And there's certainly two sides to that coin. I guess we'll just see what happens with all of it. The funny thing is that everybody on Earth is living the same moment, you know? All of our lives are ticking by at the same speed, so to speak. We're all the same human, just playing a game of individual faces. Yeah, that's deep and a little creepy. We're all the same, we're just swapping faces. I heard today on my way home that, what's the Iranian uh, government, the, the guard? Mullahs. The mullahs. Over a thousand schoolgirls, women that were in schools that were evidence of either supporting protests whether it be from making signs or doing posts, have poisoned over like a thousand schoolgirls. Wave of poison attacks on schoolgirls alarms Iranians. There are a lot of people that think what's happening right now with this war with Ukraine is the beginning. Well, really, COVID was the beginning, but that this is just a sequence of events that is leading up to basically the depopulation of the world by 2030. And it's hard to believe that because you just kind of want to live in your lane. But if you really look around at the things that are going on, it's pretty scary. You hear about things like that. You hear about what's happening in Ukraine, you know, what is happening in our own country with the poisoning of the water, these chemical fires that are everywhere, these oil refineries that are burning everywhere. Did I just see another train crash with like 300 gallons? There's been like 12 since Ohio. 12. In the United States. In the United States. And then there's that one in Greece that just collided, went head on with another train and just killed. What the fuck is up with these trains? Like all of a sudden? If it were to be done intentionally, it would be done to destabilize the human population in a way that we don't have the essential things that we need. Prices go up so high that you can't afford it. A new virus comes out and the vaccine kills you or the virus does. There's chemical warfare. There's biological warfare. There's kinetic warfare. You see that happening all over the place as well. Somehow we're supposed to just keep our head down, not say anything, not talk about those kinds of things. Who wants to be right about something like that? And I think that's part of it, is that no one wants that to be true. Some people are not walking around with blinders on and can actually have a open-minded, a common-sense approach to the writing on the wall, to what they see. Do they have all the evidence to make that 100% definitive decision that that is true? No, because there's a narrative that's spun around around that event that is telling you the opposite of what your brain is seeing. And it's making you go, oh, well, you know, I could see it going that way, but apparently the news that's being shoved down my throat or in my ears is telling me opposite. That's what it is. There are people in positions of power who will every once in a while step out and speak 
what they say is truth. And when they speak that truth, it is aligned with the craziest things you've ever heard. And they say, listen, I'm telling you this is what's going on. Behind the scenes, this is happening. From the media or the people that are pulling the strings, the puppet master, then the narrative is that person's crazy. All of a sudden, evidence to prove them wrong or they're a drug addict or they die or they something to discredit them. It's exactly like House of Cards. How are we going to spin this? How are we going to make it look like something else? Hey, let's send a distraction. Look over here so they're not paying attention to what's going on over here. It's sleight of fucking hand. Have you ever heard of Ricardo Bossi? Sounds familiar. So Ricardo Bossi, he's an author. He's a speaker. He just wrote a book called Greatness Awaits You. I'm going to read a little dialogue about him, and then I want to put something on that he recently came out and said. Ricardo Bossi is a much sought-after speaker and consultant in leadership, strategy, and innovation. And he works with private industry, the public sector, as well as the military by drawing on his over 40 years of experience in all three. He's a former Australian Army Special Forces Lieutenant Colonel who served in the Middle East, Asia, and the Pacific, as well as a long-term advisor of the United Arab Emirates Special Operations Command. Ricardo's experience in industry spans international corporates to small to medium enterprises. He has consulted internationally in business continuity for the gas and oil industry in Pakistan, Thailand, the Philippines, and Italy, as well as creating and developing startups in various industries. In the public sector, he has developed initiatives that delivered new industry worth hundreds of millions of dollars annually to the state. Ricardo lives in Sydney, Australia, is happily married, and has three wonderful children, okay? So this guy's a badass who we need to get on the show. Yeah, absolutely. But listen to what he just recently said. Listen to this. He just said this three days ago the truth of which will be coming out soon the horrors that they are experiencing you can see for yourselves and when the truth does come out and i wish we were wrong i honestly wish we were wrong but we're not when the truth does come out the others who have called us liars and fools will be deeply regretful because this is without precedent This global conflict, this war for the world, is without precedent. In other wars, land has been the objective. And in the process, people have been killed. But this time, the purpose is the genocide of the entire human population. They wanted to reduce us to 500 million. Wow. And that's written. That was written on the Georgia Guidestones before they were blown up. That's written in a lot of different places. Because they think 500 million, we're not the fungus that's consuming the Earth's resources at a rate a lot of people think is not sustainable to have this many people sucking up the resources of the Earth or polluting it. Ozone layer is being damaged and the global warming and the ice caps are melting and and the seas are rising and Ah! Right. And all that narrative. Right. But I mean, that whole narrative is it's either bullshit or it's not. To me, it is in a way. But if you think about what he just said and you wonder, well, how could that possibly happen? How is it that we could go from a population of eight billion to five hundred million? You know, there are a couple really easy answers. There's a couple solutions to that problem if you're trying to execute it. One of them would be nuclear war. 
how would you possibly create a nuclear war? Well, you've got one superpower at war with someone else and another superpower stepping in, backed you, you by other somebody, superpowers. Yeah, you push somebody into the corner so far. Like, for example, Vladimir Putin, where he's on the brink of either I push this button and Russia maybe has a chance or I don't push the button. And it's certain that Russia will be in the history books. There will be no more Russia. That's happened to countries before. There are plenty of countries that are no longer in existence in recent history. And so if we needed to create a nuclear war, how would we do that? One way to do it would certainly be to provoke Russia to send nukes anywhere. Because the moment they drop a nuke anywhere, bro, I mean, it's NATO. And so you create an alliance between a nuclear Russia and a nuclear Pakistan and a nuclear China and a nuclear India, South America. So you've got this alliance that you've created and you push them into the corner to the extent where they have to fire first. And there's no defending against nuclear war. All of the equations equal catastrophe, just and, catastrophe and millions of death. A clean way to do it would be with viruses and vaccines. I mean, that's pretty easy. Right. You know what I mean? It's pretty clean. You launch a virus. The virus goes all over the world. You convince people that if they don't get a vaccine, that they're going to die from the virus. And it's actually the vaccine that kills them. That's a play, too. You know, you got people like Bill Gates saying things like we're going to reduce the human population with vaccines. Like he said that before. He's, he's on record saying that shit. I'm not saying it. He said it. You know, there might be more at stake in our near future than we realized. And there may be plans in place in our near future that are beyond anything that we can comprehend or beyond anything that we can even do about it. And there's not a fucking thing we can do about it. That's the other side of it. There ain't a damn thing you can do about it. It makes me want to hear stuff like that. You know, who's going to survive the people that are going to survive the motherfuckers that are off the grid. Right. Or, you know the, what I'm or the ones that are leading the charge. No, oh, those people will definitely, the ones who are planning and strategizing and orchestrating the ones with the power. It's like a game of chess. It's like we go here. Yeah. They're going to go there. If they go here, then we're going to go there. And then we're going to box them into a corner. It's going to force their hand to give up these pieces. That's right. And checkmate, bitch. That's right. And either they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. The king ain't coming off the board without my the king's one. king's got one move left. And it's going to try to take out everybody. You never know. Hopefully not. But you can certainly see that unfolding. And, and the thing about Ukraine that's so baffling is how avoidable it was from multiple angles. It was so avoidable to prevent Russia from attacking like it did. That was a provocated attack. That attack was provoked. And it's a long story to how it was provoked. And it doesn't make it right. But it was a provocation. There were multiple right. opportunities for diplomacy, which could still be diplomacy could still be occurring right now. Maybe yeah. no decisions would have been made yet. It would have prevented Putin from going, hey, we're not going in. We're talking. That's right. We're still talking. You guys pull back to here. We'll pull back to there and we can talk. You keep coming forward. I'm telling you what we're going to do. And they did. And they did. And they kept coming forward. And he did what he said.
We're not saying that we support Putin in his reasons to, but... No, but, but that's what really happened. Right. There was warning given. If we didn't want this thing to happen with the Ukraine, I'm not talking about we personally. I'm saying if the people who were provoking that did not want this thing to happen with Ukraine, there were massive opportunities for that. Right. There were warnings and those warnings were not adhered to. That's right. It's, it's like, like, hey, you take one more step, I'm going to freaking punch you in the nose. And you take not, a step and you get punched in the nose. <laughs> right. Russia wasn't counting on the punches back. No. That his punch in the nose wasn't going to be the death blow that he thought it would. It shows how weak their systems and military and strategy is. I was talking to a group of spec ops guys about this the other day because I've watched the videos and I was talking to these guys at one of the gun shops that I go to. And I was like, tell me if I'm wrong here, because I've been downrange a number of times, but I'm not spec ops. Have you seen some of these videos, these Russian guys running around? Is it not completely untrained people that are getting sent down to the firing line? They're like 100%. Where's the military? They're 100%. This is some kid that they pulled out of freaking college, a helmet on, gave a gun and said, run that way. Yeah, but this is supposed to be a superpower. Well, the reason they're a superpower is because they do possess nuclear weapons and a lot of land, but those nuclear weapons, I'm not even sure that their equipment would cause damage if they shot them. I don't think it would play out like they think it would. Their arsenal of nuclear weapons is the largest on the planet recorded as far as the numbers are concerned. Now, do they all work? Who knows? But there's a significant problem there. And everybody has a lot of good reason to hope that this works out for Ukraine. But that's based on if you're only looking at the way that the narrative being told to you. If you look at it from a different perspective, you've got a situation of potential provocation occurring, which is coming from the people you think are the good guys. You know what I mean? And that's where the provocation is coming from. I think that what people don't realize right now, I think we're all hoping for life to just kind of continue on, for it to go back to normal from COVID. But haven't we realized up to this point that it ain't fucking going back and that it's only going to get more crazy? From some perspective, we have to acknowledge and be prepared for the worst. I just don't think we are. I don't think anybody is prepared for the potential of nuclear war. I don't think anybody is prepared for another coronavirus. Or anything that's going to depopulate the earth. I don't think anybody's prepared for it, and I think that's a well-known fact. But here's the thing that fires me up. People don't understand their place in history right now. They just want to put their head down. And people also don't understand that it's the people who actually have the power. Power exists in numbers. We are agreeing to all this shit. Idly sitting back. We are allowing these things to happen. People need to step up and stand up. We are. The people, especially in the United States, we have the power. Maybe not for long and maybe not nearly as much as we think. Let me tell you something. If you get 70 to 80 percent of America on the same page, there's nothing that can stop anything. And that's why they need it 50-50, by the way, because if it's not, the people are going to have control. And I think that goes for Iran, which I would love to see the people take over that country and rid themselves. And I know contributor Piruz, he fled Iran. He is an Iranian American. He wants that for those people over there too. And it's like the people come together and get on the same page. Even in Iran, there's nothing that can stop them right. from taking out that government. Yeah. But you have to have people willing to sacrifice their lives 
for that next generation? It'd have to be in a majority because half the country is just sitting back, staying quiet, like, hey, this ain't that bad. I'm living a good life. I don't want my shit taken away. No, I don't love it, but I'll take it. It's better than going out there and dying running or, at a machine gun or, so that we can create a pile of bodies big enough so we can climb over the machine gun right, wall. Right, Or you having know? my wealth or my position stripped from me and losing everything that I've worked for and whatever they have. And that's what technology does. Technology takes away that animal instinct. You know what I'm saying? That defender of freedom, that fucking, that warrior mindset gets stripped away with technology because you know why would i want to go fight i'd rather just does netflix still work can i get food can i get water can i get food does my internet work hey if you know what's good for you stay home don't be out there with all those crazy radicals (laughs) they're gonna get mowed down by apache helicopters right stay home if you know what's good for you and you know what most people would fucking stay home yeah and that's the truth This ended up being a pretty heavy episode. Sorry about that. No, it's all good, but we're just speaking our perspective and how we see things, whether you agree with it or you don't. If you really think about it and you had to put percentages of chance, I mean, there's definitely a good chance that we could be right on some of these items. So check it out. Join the show. Support the show by sharing the show at manfuse.com. Use our voicemail or text. The number is 770-744-5227. The website has been updated. We are ready. Manfuse Productions is ready. That's right. And by the way, on topics like this, I hope I am wrong. We hope we're wrong. I hope I'm a thousand percent wrong. on. We hope you can call us idiots and dumbasses later. Please.